Chapter 8, Part 1 of Guide to the Study of the Christian Religion. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by El Sagalo. Guide to the Study of the Christian Religion edited by gerald burney smith chapter eight part one the development of modern christianity introduction the nature and meaning of modern christianity definition the term modern christianity is used in this treatment in a special sense and refers to the principles tendencies and movements which have sometimes been called progressive christianity the new theology or modernism it has not taken institutional form in any organized denomination nor received authoritative expression in any system of doctrine it is rather a religious attitude a mode of thought or a principle of action manifesting itself in all denominations and christian movements briefly defined Modern Christianity is the Christianity which has steadily progressed with the progress of modern civilization, both influencing it and being influenced by it. The history of Western Europe since the introduction of Christianity shows a continuous balance between the church and society, religion and civilization. Neither at any time shows any great difference from the other sometimes one sometimes the other may be leading but they are never completely separated from each other in character religion and culture indissolubly related it is impossible for religion or the church to move on apart from the rest of society the religion of an age is a part of the civilization of an age the individuals who make up the state and formulate the politics of an age or compose society and create its social consciousness make up the church and formulate its religious thought the same individuals are at the same time citizens merchants scholars soldiers and worshippers and what they are in one sphere they tend to be in all other spheres society is a solidarity and religion is an integral part of it this will be found to be notably true of mother christianity it is a reflex in religious thought and action of the modern social consciousness it has grown out of a deliberate acceptance of the results of mother progress and out of a conscious effort to incorporate all of the assured values of modern civilization into religion distinctive elements of modern christianity since modern christianity is not an organic movement nor a formulated system of doctrine it can be summarized only in terms of certain peculiar principles or tendencies and these cannot be stated definitely or exhaustively but only suggestively no definite date can be assigned for the beginnings of modern christianity faint intimations of it lie far back in the medieval period 
its more rapid course of development was coincident with the emancipation of the human mind and society from the control of the medieval church and theology in the sixteenth century but it did not become conscious of itself until the eighteenth century the nineteenth century witnessed the acceptance of all of its essential principles in enlightened religious circles one the element of liberty liberty in modern christianity has a wide range of manifestations in its general theological phase it is the right claim by the modern religious thinker to be free from the control of authority or the disposition to subject all authorities whether the bible the church tradition or a priori reason to the test of rationality and experience in its political religious phase it is the right claim by the individual to be free from the control of the civil authority in his belief and worship and constitutes freedom of conscience in its historical biblical phase it is the right claimed by the scholar to study the bible as any other literature and constitutes freedom of scholarship in its ethical form it is the right to be inwardly self-governed in the choice of moral aims and in moral conduct and constitutes freedom of will or moral autonomy two the element of scientific veracity veracity enters intimately along with liberty into every phase of modern christianity it really forms the moral ground for the justification of liberty the right to be free is grounded in the duty to be true to what really is that is to be truthful it is the scientific spirit we shall see this element of veracity especially at work in the field of biblical study the quest for what is really true concerning the origin and history of the books of the bible constitutes its aim and spirit and the discovery of what is true constitutes the reason for freedom to state what is discovered this is freedom of scholarship as understood by all modern biblical scholars it is the spirit of veracity in religious belief and in moral conduct which has compelled the appeal to experience as a source of authority the use of experience in ethics and religion corresponds to the use of fact in science and of event in history nothing but experience will yield the sense of truth and reality and nothing but reality and worth can compel veracity hence both theology and ethics have become experimental in method three the element of rationality the development of modern christianity has been characterized by an increasing tendency to appeal to reason as a criterion of the truth while it has found its chief sphere of application in the field of religious thought no element of religious faith or practice has escaped its influence the beliefs the ceremonies the customs the institutions and the life of religion have all been subjected to its testing the tendency of the modern christian mind is to accept only that which commends itself as true just and good in the light of experience and reflection it is not enough that a belief ceremony or institution have the sanction of authority or custom it must secure the sanction of reason by proving its truth or its worth 
the rise of theism in the seventeenth century was the beginning of that inexorable demand upon religion in modern times that it make itself entirely rational four the element of humanity the element of humanity kindness and sympathy has steadily grown in importance as a criterion of good morality and of true religion it has grown out of the increasing sense in modern times of the dignity and sacredness of human life the growth of humanity has revolutionized human conduct in both its personal and its political aspects it has at the same time revolutionized christian theology and activity it lies at the root of all modern philanthropy and social service whether carried on by the church by the state or by society at large five the element of spirituality religion has tended to grow more spiritual more inward in modern times the essence of spirituality consists in a direct personal and inner relation to god as opposed to a magical ceremonial or hierarchical relation in ethical conduct rather than in ecstatic feeling or doctrinal inerrancy as to form spirituality is a psychological rather than a physical condition or relation as to content it is grounded in a good will and cannot be distinguished from a truly moral life six the element of secularity a greater appreciation of the worth and sanctity of the present natural order enters preeminently into the attitude of the modern christian the secular spirit has grown as the ascetic spirit has declined in the modern world it has broken down the sharp antithesis between sacred and secular the present and the future the heavenly and the earthly the inspired and the uninspired the human and the divine several ideas have wrought in this direction the spiritual conception of religion has made all times and places sacred the concept of the sovereignty of the individual and the equality of all men have made all persons sacred while the conception of the divine immanence has made both ethical and metaphysical dualism incongruous the result has been a twofold process a secularization of the religious and a sanctification of the secular professor gerald b smith characterizes this process as an ethical transformation under the influence of the democratic and scientific ideals and says now the total effect of those movements of thought and of social activity which make up what we call the modern world is to turn attention to the resources of this world and to discover moral values in the imminent process of human evolution in contrasting the points of difference between the medieval and the modern world professor trolsch says evaluation of the present world for the sake of the riches and beauty of the world an estimation of the goods attained in the progress of civilization because of an independent ethical value attaching to them is consequently impossible but precisely such a valuation of these things is the characteristic feature of the modern feeling towards the world and civilization seven the element of social responsibility one of the most significant discoveries of the modern world has been the fact that a man's life 
his moral intellectual economic and physical life is socially conditioned it has been discovered that it is not enough to regenerate the individual his environment must also be regenerated the society in which he lives with all of its customs and institutions if the regeneration of the individual is to be permanent and complete and it has been further discovered that a man is a unity he is not merely soul but soul and body as the individual is one with his society so the soul is one with the body and christianity has therefore a social as well as an individual a physical as well as a spiritual task in the salvation of the soul eight the element of democracy the principle of democracy affirms the sovereignty and competency of the individual in all affairs relating to his own well-being it arose first of all in the political sphere but it was found to be equally applicable in the religious sphere no phase of modern life or thought has escaped its influence but it has been especially influential in all modern religions development in doctrine life and organization it has been largely responsible for the overthrow of the calvinistic theology with its absolutist doctrine of the divine sovereignty and election of a limited atonement and its fatalist doctrine of hereditary depravity it has also been the guiding principle in a modern development of independence in church government the modern conception of religious authority has grown out of the democratic principle reverend george tyrell says the two deepest characteristics of the new order are the scientific spirit and the democratic movement a new conception of authority and government an analysis of the element of democracy however would show that other elements enter into it such as the elements of humanity and liberty nine the element of catholicity the modern christian mind has grown more tolerant toward the religious beliefs of other christians and more appreciative of the religions of non-christian people christian cooperation and union are taking the place of sectarian ostracism and controversy the resemblances to christian teaching found in non-christian religions are no longer waved aside as false imitations of christianity or the interventions of demons but are considered genuine attainments of the truth under different forms by the most inspired spirits among the heathen and their virtues are no longer treated as splendid vices but as in their degree approaches to genuine christian morality the study of comparative religion and a closer contact with the east through foreign missions and international commerce have had much to do with this new attitude but the decisive change has come through the rationalizing influences of philosophy and science the modern mind has discovered new principles by which to interpret and unify the facts of the universal religious consciousness the most significant of which are the principles of evolution and the relativity of knowledge the student should be reminded that these principles or elements are at the same time elements of modern christianity and of modern civilization and that christianity and civilization have been inseparable in their development 
it is not possible then to say that they are the exclusive product of either one they are the product of the total social process which we call civilization of which christianity has been a part and on which it has exerted its influence just what the influence of christianity has been it is difficult to say but it is safe to affirm that it has been very decisive Ten the relation of modern christianity to protestantism and catholicism trulch and harnack have pointed out the many medieval elements which survived in early protestantism such as the dogma of biblical authority a redempted church sacramental and confessional assurance the union of church and state and an ascetic view of the christian life all of these principles stood opposed to the trend of the modern world toward freedom spirituality and democracy in both principle and action however protestantism has shown itself more congenial to modern tendencies than catholicism the protestant principle of justification by faith in its earliest expression as an act of faith was essentially a modern principle but it was later identified with the doctrinal content of faith and largely eliminated as a factor in modern progress persecution for heresy arose in the dominant protestant churches as a consequence and just as little freedom of faith and of thought was granted in protestant countries as in catholic within protestantism have arisen many organic movements embodying fundamental protestant principles in one or more modern elements such as socinianism arminianism baptism congregationalism quakerism evangelicalism pietism unitarianism and universalism in various intellectual movements such as latitudinarianism the higher criticism and ritzklianism all of which have left traces of their influence upon the dominant trend of protestantism protestantism has undergone a gradual transformation and has shown a disposition to adapt herself to modern progress the student will find that it has been quite different with catholicism in principle the latter is opposed to all change she has crushed all modern tendencies and resisted all modern influences within her organization in the syllabus of errors of eighteen sixty four pope pius the ninth condemned as an error the following proposition the roman pontiff can and ought to reconcile himself to and agree with progress liberalism and civilization as lately introduced all organizations and all schools of thought with modern tendencies which have arisen in catholicism have been suppressed such movements as jansenism quietism and febronianism disappeared before the nineteenth century and left no influence dollingerism was overwhelmed within the church by the vatican council of eighteen seventy and modernism was forced into silence or submission by pius x ultramontanism and medievalism are in complete ascendancy as in the sixteenth century modern christianity is therefore neither protestant nor catholic its development has taken place more rapidly and completely within protestant countries and shows greater affinities for protestantism than for catholicism 
yet it is not possible to say that it has been the sole product of the protestant movement troelsch goes so far as to say however that on the grounds of pure fact we are warranted in saying that the religion of the modern world is essentially determined by protestantism and that this constitutes the greatest historical significance of protestantism other forces of a non-religion secular nature have also contributed largely to the total result end of chapter eight part one recording by el sagalo for Bataillon translations tampa florida part one the development of modern christianity